hallucers. Thank you, thank you for your time. In the movie, people get involved in the conspiracy that is so big that they get killed simply because they by knowing something. Is it true? During your career, have you ever came into a similar situation where you, as an intelligent officer, receiving something or some information that could possibly get you killed? How do we react to the situation? Should we expose it or should we flee and get off the grid? Thank you for your time. I know what you're thinking. Where in the H-E double hockey sticks have you been? Busy, busy, busy. Not too busy for you, although it might seem that way. Had a lot of stuff going on. In fact, actually have a potentially scary future coming. Some medical stuff, things not going well. And I have been promising people I'll get back on here, especially in the last couple weeks. So if I responded to your message, said it'll only be a few days. Yes, I meant that to be a lot shorter than it is right now. But the upside is we got a lot of questions and things out there. Tonight, we're going to look at this question about conspiracies, assassinations, secrets. So based on his question... We're looking at things we see in movies versus reality. So the question's really simple. Movies, or for a person in this bad situation, they have some sort of knowledge of a conspiracy, some sort of secret knowledge. We see it in movies. Do they actually get killed for that? What should you do if you're in those situations? How real is this? And it's kind of funny because I have another question that came along with this, but I'm going to break it down based on several points and the ways in which you asked it. So first, let's look at movies. First and foremost, in most movies, let's take our favorite ones like Jason Bourne movies, all these fun little spy movies that have certain little aspects of things that are realistic, but the movies themselves are not real, nor are the people. And, and just to put it out there, people that work in the intel world, especially the ones that are doing tradecraft, that are case officers or similar jobs in other agencies, they know they're not Jason Bourne. They know they're not James Bond and whoever else you want to throw in the mix there. They know that. Now, that being said, when we look at things like the Jason Bourne movie, because I had this conversation with somebody, they believed that he was going to be killed because of what he knew. They thought that's what they got out of the movie. Same thing if you look at a real person like, I don't know, Edward Snowden. People think, oh, they want to kill him or jail him because of what he knows. That is not accurate in either one of those cases. If you look at the movie and you look at the guy, you can actually compare it to many real world examples. These situations don't happen because of what people know. It's because of what they have done or what is believed that they have done. So Snowden leaks a bunch of classified information, goes on the run, doesn't use whistleblower laws that are in his favor, goes to Cuba, China, and Russia. It's a known fact he sold intelligence, and now he's hiding out in the Ecuadorian embassy wherever he is. It's because of what he did, not because of what he knew. When we use our favorite characters like Jason Bourne, in the movie, he is an assassin for the CIA. He's working in France. He's going to kill this political leader. He gets on his boat, goes to kill him, has a change of heart, jumps out of the boat, gets shot up, has amnesia, doesn't remember what's going on. The people coming after him, it wasn't because of what he knew. It's because he failed in his mission. They had no idea he had amnesia. They thought he'd probably gone rogue and were considering whether or not he was working for other governments. And then in the second movie, if you remember how it starts out, somebody framed him for a murder during a transfer of information being handled by the agency. So they wanted to kill him for that because of what he did. Now, I do know there's movies out there where they don't use guys in the military, professional spies, anybody in the business. Sometimes it's that regular guy. There was, um, I think it was Shia LaBeouf, might have been the guy. One of the younger guys was in a movie, don't remember it, you might, where however the movie goes, he ends up coming home and there's like all this 
unreasonable amount of ordnance in his house. And like, he's getting phone calls from somebody with connections through satellites in the NSA. And it goes crazy like that. Those kind of things to my knowledge have never really happened, but typically it's not about what you know. Take myself, for example, I was in the military. I retired from the military, started out in the infantry, work with some special operations dudes, get injured, go over to military intelligence, spend my time as interrogator, work with the CIA, the DIA. Then I do all this training and reorganizing training for the Department of the Army. I go on from there, end up working with the DIA. Then I end up working back again with JSOC, had clearances, top secret clearances. I've mentioned before how I got read on a bunch of nuclear stuff on accident. There's a few other things I know. Bunch of dudes like me out there. Let's take a, let's take a special operations guy, a real shooter, a door kicker, right? Top secret clearance, probably gone on several missions. Some are covert, some are classified. They probably knew things about targets. I didn't know if we were there at the same time because we're not working the same mission. They learn all kinds of cool stuff. They train everywhere. They know stuff about foreign militaries. They've got knowledge on how to take down governments. I mean, they're trained to do that, some of them. You can send them somewhere and they can stage a coup and make it happen. That's part of the training. I mean, they know a lot. Or let's take a full-fledged, full-time CIA case officer who's gone deep cover, worked as a legit gray man long-term, and has done all these good things for the government, and he knows God knows who, what. He knows just a ton of stuff. Okay, all these people are alive, and there's thousands, tens of thousands of people like that walking around right now. The reason they're walking around, they don't get killed just because they know things. It's what they do with that that can get them in trouble, that would break laws. Now, could there be a situation, probably wondering, well, what about like in the movies, some guy knows something, and he's going to go ahead and leak it. You know, would they do it then? Well, we already have seen that happen. We have seen it happen with Bradley Manning. We've seen it happen with Snowden. We've seen it happen with that Air Force chick who got put in jail. And there's been several others. Some of the episodes I've done, Espionage News, more modern ones of things that have happened. Things like with China getting kicked out of the country. You know, there was that naval officer like in Italy or whatever that I talked about. And then there's several other ones that have been in the news in the last few months. So it's more about what they do. It has nothing to do with what they know because there is plenty of people out there that know a whole lot of things. Now, if I ever seen that, or even if we stretched it to any other similar situation, have I ever seen or heard of anything like that? No. Now, that being said, I got sort of called out, but I'm going to walk away with the win here, I think. But I had mentioned in the past, talking about comparing things like with CIA and other intelligence agencies, removing leaders of foreign powers and committing assassinations. We, there's stuff in historical record about that. And I mentioned how a lot of the things now, especially in the last 20 years, are different because most of our targets, at least that are... I mean, most of the public ones, but also some of the not-so-public ones were all targets that made sense to be military targets, and it would typically be special operations units that were going after these higher-threat targets or their higher-threat situations, or they were operating legally in countries where mass regular amount of military boots on the ground were not present. And they would often go and do that in a military mission that could be very well prioritized as kill capture and not a capture-kill mission. That's war. That's realistic. And yes, there are times when people from intelligence agencies that are trained in similar aspects do the same thing or are working with special operation units, that's the real world. More and more people from special operation communities, especially those who worked in places like Ground Bench and inside of National Clandestine Services or Defense Clandestine Services are coming out more and talking about it just like I have. And some of them are saying a lot more than I would or definitely saying things I know nothing about because we did different, you know, different jobs, different areas, different missions. I say that because... If you look at how I said it, yes, I was grossly misleading. If you want to call it a lie, sure. It's because there are things, as I've said before, I have respect for classified information or things I don't think should be out there 
that I have the personal opinion and decision-making, decide whether or not I want to talk about it, so I don't. And that's just what I do. So I don't talk about things like that. It was brought up because, who was it, Eric Prince, the guy who started Blackwater, former Navy SEAL. That company ended up being a bunch of working with other companies, provided a lot of contractors overseas. He worked with CIA, worked with State Department, did a whole bunch of stuff. And then they got after him for some illegal export stuff where I think, I don't know the guy, but this guy, I guess he was on an interview recently. I didn't see it. But my recollection is he knows he did wrong. He did the right thing for the right reasons, uh, the wrong way because he kind of didn't have a choice. And if I remember right, they tried, the government tried for a long time to get him on all kinds of bullshit. I mean, it was terribly poorly put together, just like we're seeing today with anything done by Congress and government. And I believe he did get fined on some stuff and it was kind of high, but it was, it was more like the kick wasn't just the fines. It was, I think they set records, like they either find him over what they were supposed to be able to, or they like maxed him out. But anyway, I bring this up because I am told that in an interview, he mentions briefly the CIA assassination program or the attempt at starting or building a new one or reconstituting something along these lines. So I don't know the guy again, but guys like that, that's just not something that would be talked about. So if he did that, the only reason I would think he would do that would be because, I don't know if you want to call it a warning shot, the director of the CIA threw him under the bus publicly in front of Congress and his name got out there in connection with things like that. So I think it was just a reminder of, you know, hey guys, I know a thing or two. And that's an example of looking at your question. That's somebody who really knows some things and we're involved in it, probably knows plenty more and so many other people do. If we were going to take people out because of that, he would already be dead or he never would have got to the point of being able to say that or they just smoked him in the first place and never put him on trial. So we want to believe these things because they're in movies and we don't realize how much it comes from movies and how much fun it is and it's exciting or it's scary and, you know, these fantasy lives we want to live when we watch movies, but it's not reality. That's not really what happens. I can't tell you that if, in fact, that program is up and running or ever becomes up and running, you would never know, at least not for decades, who or when they did anything. And a lot of that would be conjecture and guessing. So you wouldn't really know. You wouldn't know where they were. You wouldn't know who they are. People that are aware of those that get asked to join an organization like that would never tell you. So whether or not it's there or not really is irrelevant because that's not how things go down. And if they did this as for as many times as I'd say, you would never know this would be like the top of that. This would be like the Michael Jordan of the list I've made with things you would never know. Now, I mean, said one of the questions you have was, you know, what does a person do if they think this is happening to them or believe it? Well, one of the earlier podcasts I did actually talks about things about delusional disorders and surveillance. It was a surveillance one I did. I think it was a second one about are you being followed? Questions to ask. And it was based on another viewer's questions about somebody who believes they're being followed. And I took it from both points of view. Here's questions we should ask ourselves. Here's how to look at it to see, do they have a delusional disorder or could this be real? And here's reasons why it could be real. And here's questions you would ask. Here's reasons why it wouldn't be real and questions you would ask and things you should do and be careful of. That's something to think about, whether you're that person or you think it's somebody else. That will narrow it down right away to most of the time, if not all the time, they're definitely not being followed because it makes no sense. Why? 
is any government resource going to donate or dedicate, I mean, money and time into this individual? You know, what makes them special? And if you really think that person is that special and that dangerous and you know, who are you? Because if you're a nobody, then you're in danger. So it goes against the idea that it's probably real and more towards a delusion. The other thing to know is you mentioned too, like, well, you know, if you think you're this guy, could you go live off grid? Again, we're getting into the movie roles, but yeah, in theory, you could do it. If you wanted to live in a way to where you were not found, it was all your rules. Both options that I can think of are pretty bad and pretty extreme. One is if you look at like, I can't even think of a movie that had somebody like that in there, but people that have massive computer skills, know how to build all the firewall networks, know how to get off grid, but they still live in a community. You know, they're completely protected from the government because they used to work for the government and they build all the programs and blah, 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 blah. All, again, all movie stuff. Yeah, I suppose in theory you could try that, but it wouldn't last long because there's cameras everywhere as well as cell phones and people filming things. Sure, you could try go living in the woods. There's stories. I mean, there's one. I don't remember. I did a video chat with Luke from Canada on there once. There was a guy who was homeless. And you could probably find this. It was a very famous story just within probably the last five years. He was living somewhere in the woods. And I think it was decades where he eventually got caught. But he was going to these people's houses or cabins that were out there that were seasonal or only there part-time, breaking in, taking things he needed like propane and blankets of food. People started leaving notes for him. Please just stop breaking our stuff. Just leave us a list. We'll leave it out for you and tell you how to get it. Eventually he gets found because he got seen or something. But he did it for decades. But he did eventually get caught. He got caught because he did things that drew attention to himself, but he kind of didn't have a choice. So aside from drawing attention to himself that way, if he didn't need those resources, he'd probably have died out there and nobody would have known. But he went deep in the woods, living in a tent, in the worst possible conditions, you know, replicating situations that people have lived in for hundreds of years. But it's can you really do that? And if you can, can you do it in such a way, in such a place that you can survive and short of catastrophic accident where you couldn't get evac to get medical help. Could you hunt and live off the land? So many people think they could, but that's a hard life to live. But what's more important than that to know is with technology today, the idea of going off grid in the gray man sense without interacting with people is difficult, but you can be found, especially in this country. The technology exists. The question is, are they using it and are they looking for you and why would they? So I would definitely listen to other podcasts and ask ourselves these questions about possible delusional disorders versus reality or talk to a professional or somebody, if you know somebody that might know something, which is probably unlikely, to kind of narrow this down. No, that kind of thing doesn't happen. Like I said, a lot of people know things. If our government or governments like ours were just killing folks because they knew things, a whole lot of people wouldn't be breathing right now. That's movie and fantasy. That's just part of the fun of movie and fantasies. Just like recently the Gray Man movie came out. People are like, hey, you going to review that movie? I haven't seen it yet. I'll watch it. I like movies like that. You know, I give Hollywood a huge leeway for entertainment value. I'm sure it's not very realistic, but I hope it's a fun movie because I like both the actors. But yeah, just remember that. It's Hollywood... Don't confuse Hollywood with real life. It's easy to do. There's all kinds of guys, former military guys on YouTube and doing podcasts that talk about, always talk about why they joined and things that got them involved. And there's always all the guys that get in special operations talk about reading books. Navy SEALs all read like Rogue Warrior and Red Cell by Richard Marchinko, which was found in the nonfiction section, but is not nonfiction. 
Just like some guys are writing books today that are written as nonfiction that are definitely fiction or parts of them. Or there was like the men with green faces. There's all kinds of books like that. Just like there's probably people that are going to get in the intel world and one day talk about all the books out there the intel guys wrote and why they get into that field. And then they come to realize, yeah, there's some things about the life that are kind of there. Yeah, there's some things that are cool, but they don't know all the things that suck. They don't know all the hard work involved. And they realize a lot of it's fantasy. And that's what you got to watch out for. So great question. Wouldn't get too caught up. And if you got follow-ups or anybody else do, please let me know. Don't forget, you can always send me a 60-second little audio clip right there in the show notes if you have a question or you can just shoot me one on email through any of my contacts listed in the show notes below.